Together we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe. All right, welcome everybody, um, especially you, um, Molly. You know, just saying hi from um, from UK, England. I believe you are at um, uh, O Nation campus, right? That's exactly right. Yep. All right. So, Molly, can you, can you tell our friends that who you are and what you do? Because I know most of people are aware of uh, Operation World. But not many people mm -hmm. knows the people who work behind the project, and so mm. it would be great if you can share a little bit about who you are and what you have been doing and, and working on lately. Sure, thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's really great to greet the network and um, yeah, to spend a little time with you, Ray, talking about this. Mm. So I live near London in the UK, like you mentioned, at the campus of All Nations Christian College. This is where Operation World has our office currently. And um, we've been here now, I guess, about three three to four years, but yeah. been in the UK, the, yeah, the early 1980s, really. So uh, I've been with the team here for about 12 years now. Um, wow, how hey? Yeah, I know, I know, it really does. Um, so yeah, I'm not originally from the UK, but now I've lived here quite a while. Um, mm. I was living in Los Angeles before I came here, so originally I'm from the US. Um, but working for another mission there that many people in the network will know, it's the Frontier Ventures is what it's called now. but who produced the perspectives course so um i worked with that organization a bit before i came here so my areas i are really um research mm -hmm. in especially related to mission and then i think with operation world how that um fuels our prayer and mobilizing prayer and mission uh together with the yeah, the global family. So many people have, you know, saw this book or read this book. I don't know how many people actually read it from page to page, you know, from, from page to the very last one. But, you know, to be very honest, I, I look at it as a, as a dictionary or, you know, yellow page. <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to look for some prayer resources and you just look for it. Um, but how many people on a team to finish such a huge, big project, you know, especially, you know, you, you, it's going to take like a whole decade to finish this one edition, right? So before I get to know you, um, I thought it were, there were like a hundred people probably working on it or even more than that. And so when I visit your office, I was like, oh, they are like, Okay, that, that's Where are the people? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that's really true. And, and it's funny you should say that. We know there's at least one person who's read it cover to cover because after we published the last big 
thousand page book, you know, she wrote in uh, to let us know she had found a few typos and she read it front to back. We, she said she did that with every Operation World. So we tried yeah. to get her to join the team, but uh, <laughs> not yet. So there's at least one person, but yeah, most people use it the way that you do. And, and what you say is true. People imagine it's a big team with lots of researchers and, um, you know, banks of computers that are crunching numbers or something like yeah. that. But in reality, we're, we're missionaries. We're part of a mission. Um, so we're a fairly small team, a small band of, um, yeah, people, not even all research backgrounds, people, some people just with a missions background or, or interest um, who come together to, to put Operation World together. And, and then the team kind of goes up and down in size depending on where we are in production. Right now we're about, I think, 12, 12 to 13 people, but only a few of those would be full-time. Some of those would be very part-time. Um, and right now with COVID, we're not all on site. We're having to work more virtually, but, but that's maybe about the size it was also when I first joined um, and we were getting the last edition together. So the way that we're able to cover so much ground is by working with uh, brothers and sisters all around the world who are helping us get information or give feedback for their country. I know you've done that for uh, for your country and others as well. And so we work really collaboratively with other organizations and other Christians. Otherwise it would never happen. We're just too small of a ragtag team, they might say. <laughs> I know, uh, you know, you guys, including like you, yourself and also Jason, it's Jason Mandrake, we, uh, we go way back, and probably more than a decade ago, or more than that. Um, I remember mm -hmm. very clearly um, back in um, maybe 2016, when you guys gave a, a, a wonderful uh, a speech on uh, uh, the state of the gospel, the state of the world uh, at mm -hmm. the um, mm -hmm. uh, younger leaders, Losang Younger Leaders Gathering in, in Jakarta. I think that 30 mm -hmm. minutes, it was so informational, informative, and just not just about the numbers, but also the, the reality of where we are at at this moment. But the, the, the mm -hmm. thing is, the interesting thing is, you know, and here comes COVID, and mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, so-called the state of the gospel or state of the world just changed so much. Um, I, I remember, you know when um, when you have the um, the the edition uh, at the I think year two thousand, and there there was a uh, September eleven, and then you have this um, uh, and the new edition after Lausanne in Cape Town, and you have something more dramatic happen um, within a few uh, years. So every time people will look at this huge book and said, oh, this is old, <laughs> this is dated. <laughs> how, how, do yeah. you, how do you deal with all that kind of, you know, challenge and the reality? 
Yeah, that's a really good question because this ministry first got started in the 1960s. Mm. And it was really, in some ways, it's not that long ago. But when you think about the information age and how quickly we get information and how yeah. much information is out there, it's kind of the exact opposite um, of what the case was when Patrick Johnstone mm -hmm. started it because he was mm -hmm. trying to get enough information and now we're overloaded with information or, oh, you know, exactly. what would get, you know, it feels like now people are used to having updated information to the minute, you know, as soon as something happens, it's all broadcast all around the world. And um, that's really changed a lot for Operation World um, in some ways. So in some sense, things are out of date the second they're released, you know, something's gonna change. As soon as the BBC puts new articles out, something's gonna change. They're gonna have to go in and update it or, mm -hmm put out a more current article or something. But in other ways, Operation World is, when it's writing about a country, it's not just writing about what's happening next week or, you know, today's situation. It's it's often writing about things that um, that are deeper issues that take more prayer and more uh, thought and more labor and effort to see change. And so, if you know if we can get past the you know maybe this population statistic is a little different now a few years mm -hmm. on or whatever um most of the prayer points not not a hundred percent but i would say a very large number would still be worth our prayer even 10 years on um and you know they're just the kinds of things that will take take time to pray into and so i guess it's yeah, we're having to grapple with this as a ministry. How can we get more information out more quickly? But also, there's a lot of organizations putting up-to-the-minute information out. Mm. And we think maybe part of what we can provide is uh, a, just a deeper level sense of what can we as the church be praying into to really see change over the long haul. Um, not just praying about something that's happening next month. That's important. But other groups can rally prayer for that. Maybe we can be yeah. praying into some of the longer term changes. Hmm. I can testify that, you know, just let me share a, 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 a story with you. Uh, my son is uh, doing homeschooling and he's in a um, homeschool group. And every week, okay. um, me, myself, will uh, prepare uh, a presentation about a country and about the food, the culture, uh, language, and other stuff, and with some prayer points. So, and, and every time I, when I prepare the presentation and I would look for this, uh, you know, th this Chinese book that we translate from uh, Pray for the World, it's called One Guo Dai Dao and you have a copy right there on your shelf. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, and and I realize most of the uh, prayer points are still really relevant. Like last week, I was sharing um, about India, 
and the majority of the oldest prayer points other than you know the current pandemic and other mm -hmm. current issues everything else was actually relevant and mm -hmm. i think i really appreciate that and because the way you approach is pray for is praying for not just the current uh, politics or who is the president and what is the uh, you know the current challenge but also the chronicle issues like poverty and and religion and many other things as well i think mm. i just can testify testify that yeah yeah I think that's yeah. really that's really good, and it's part of our mobilization, if you think yeah. about it. Because I think um, we forget sometimes to take a longer view. Mm -hmm. um, I think some cultures or civilizations that have been going for over a thousand years, or nations, you know, naturally have a longer view of generations and. Um, you know, if we're mobilizing the church into prayer and mission, or if we're praying towards God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven, um, that there are things we we pray to see now, or we want to see now, or that we long to see now. But but it's also a, a if you step back, even just from when Operation World began in the 1960s. Mm. And let's say there's been an, an addition every eight to 12 years or so. You can see even over those 60 years, answers to prayer, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't see them if you just looked one year after you published, you know, um, maybe you'd see some that really it's 10 years later or 20 years later or 30 years later of faithful intercession, you begin to see and you, you realize, well, obviously the scripture is full of that. You know, it takes mm. place over a long period of time. And I, I think it's helpful, especially in our fast uh, information world to take a longer view sometimes and, and really pray, not just, I pray that this bad stuff goes away today, or I pray that this good thing happens tomorrow, but to really pray towards transformation that the gospel brings and that, that the church can bring over the long haul and, and towards that and pray fervently towards it until we see it happens. I mean, I think that's a key part of what are we mobilizing the church into and, and how are we mobilizing, you know, it's coming on the shoulders of generations and, and praying towards, uh, towards a very specific future that we see painted mm -hmm. in Revelation. Yeah, talking about a prayer mobilization, I think that's something mm -hmm. you truly believe that is that is gold. I think that is a vision statement uh, of Operation World, definitely. So can you share a little mm -hmm. bit about, you know, some of the testimonies and some of the uh, movements you know uh, because I, I have invited you to come to Taiwan, and you have shared some of the stories. I think it's worth telling uh, other audience. I remember you mm -hmm. talk about a, a very small um, prayer group, the ladies. They pray every day using Operation World until the day Jesus come again. 
something like that. Uh, I want to hear oh, it from uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it goes to what I was saying. Some of these long-term views of prayer. You know, we've heard we we get to hear of different different stories um, like mm -hmm. that, and we we've heard of a small group that's used Operation World. They pray every. Sunday, they get together and pray for whatever the country of the day is, and they've been doing it for, yeah, over 20 years. We've wow. heard when we came to All Nations, one of the staff here, he said, oh, my aunt, you know, she was part of a, a WEC, that's the mission we're part of, a WEC mm -hmm. prayer group, and they prayed together for 65 years or something like that until they all eventually Seriously. passed away or, yeah. Yeah, once a week they would get together, they would pray for, you know, WEC, the work of WEC missions. And um, we know for sure that people have been praying faithfully um, for specific things like um, before the Berlin Wall fell. You know, there, there were people praying for an end to mm. just the closed uh, communist situation that was uh, impacting believers so much and prayed for... 10, 20 years to see a change. There was even a call to prayer from Brother Andrew, if you know that name, to pray, you know, for the for for the wall to, to fall. And and it was 10 years of faithful prayer to see that happen. And again, it goes to this longer term view of praying towards things and not stopping until you see um, God changing situations. And um, so I think we absolutely believe the world changes by prayer, um, situations change by prayer, breakthroughs for the gospel come uh, by prayer. And then I think the important thing we've really learned in recent years, too, is that mobilization comes by prayer. Mm. Um and this is one that I think maybe got forgotten in the 1970s, 80s, 90s in the West or primarily U.S. driven mobilization mm -hmm. organizations, all of which value prayer and all of which mobilize prayer. But um, maybe where it's not as much a part of organizational life as uh, or church life as in some other contexts. Um, it seems that God calls many, many, many laborers to the harvest when they are praying for the nations. Um, and so, you know, we find, we try to find a lot of ways to mobilize people to go to the nations to rally them or to encourage them or to mm. teach from scripture, all good things. But I think we forget that it's the Holy Spirit that often calls people, and that's often in the context of being gathered together in prayer before the Lord, and in that space, you know, praying for nations, praying for the world, then the Amen. Spirit says, okay, you go. And so probably the degree to which we put ourselves corporately before the Lord praying mm -hmm. is the degree to which people will get called out into missions uh, and we know that from operation world because people constantly are saying oh my family my wife and i i'm on the mission field now because i was reading operation world and was praying and then the spirit just showed me you go there that's where i want you to go and 
you know, we hear those stories time after time after time after time, we, we start to go, oh, maybe really the mobilization answer, not that there's an answer, is putting ourselves in the place where the spirit can speak to us. And that's, I think, what we're passionate about with Operation World is informed, inspired prayer by the nations, for the nations, uh, through which God will change the world and through which God will call and and direct all of us into the part of that he has for us. So. Exactly. Sorry, preaching yeah. a little sermon there. <laughs> I remember when I first joined um, you know, Cross Culture Missions, I was with um, OAM. I think... Um, you know, three major things they have been emphasized very much is pray, give, go. I think that's mm. essential in many faith-based uh, missions. And often we just look at these people at the, you know, frontier missions. You know, they are the warriors. They are, they are doing great things. They send prayer letters and with beautiful photos and, 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 and their adventures and all that, right? Um, but often we neglect to uh, recognize uh, those people who are, you know, faithfully praying for the ministry and supporting the ministry without being known or being seen and, you know, behind uh, you know, the desk and doing accounting and technicians, info support, and many other things. And I just look at mm. you, look at all, all these books you have behind you, and, and you're sitting behind a desk. <laughs> um, and how, how do you figure that out? And how do you see the importance of, you know, different efforts join force together just for the bigger picture? How do you see that? Yeah. Well, I have to say, it's one that I still just personally wrestle with sometimes because it is very disconnected in some ways to be behind a desk. I think I think there are a couple of things we deliberately choose to do as a team to try to keep ourselves from just being very hands-off. And one of those is what I said earlier. We we have to work through the global church or there would be no operation world. So we have to spend a lot of time in conversation with and even praying with, talking with brothers and sisters all around the world. And I think when we forget to do that or if we prioritize one region over another region, we get really out of, out of sync with what we're you know what we're trying what we're trying to do there's got to still be a connection to, to and not a connection that's just a business type connection you know like a transaction mm -hmm. but like a an actual connection you know like building friendships and you know the network that's behind you there on the screen you know it's like these dots and there's they're all being connected in different ways but it's not not like a hierarchy you know that has a leader and then sub leaders and sub sub leaders it's it it's just making me think of people you know i'm sitting we're on a call or 
uh, earlier I'm on a call with one of our teammates or um, you know we're on a call with another British believer or, or whatever just those relational connections being about relationship is an important part of it and staying connected to as much of the parts of the church as we're able. Um, but the second thing is we Operation World, like I said, it's part of a mission and we've we've deliberately based the team in a community. Um, uh. So we're not just getting information and telling everybody else what to pray. Um, we're in a praying community where we're interacting with, with you know, at, at all nations, for example, there's students from different parts of the world here. Yeah. We're we engaged in some of the classes. We're having lunch with people. We're engaging in some of the prayer times here. As a team, we pray for the Operation World Country of the Day every day together, even though right now it's virtual. Um, you know, it's not just trying out our product. I guess it's, it's because... <laughs> If we really believe that you got to believe what praying, you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that keeps us a little bit more grounded to not, you know, you could easily as a research ministry kind of float off into getting more and more information, more and more knowledge, um, more and more, you start to see strategy or, and, you know, telling people that, but, I think you've got to stay connected at a at a relational level and then just connected at a we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We're trying to grow, we're maturing, God is changing each of us. Um, we need to be faithful proclaimers of the gospel ourselves. We need to be a praying community ourselves and just challenging one another to grow in those areas. I I think that's a big part of how it works together with being behind the scenes you can get behind the scenes in a way that becomes functionally an office or just, you know, um, a little bit more corporate than uh, collaborative or community. I guess. That's right. I think so you talk about partnership. I think partnership is such a important, mm -hmm. you know, like a core value or key word, especially for mm -hmm. A network or a, a prayer mobilization effort like you guys um, and also a project you know you really you know um, get your hands busy with so many things I cannot imagine that I need to collect data from 200 plus countries um, you must have been you know, working hard with uh, local stakeholders uh, and also some researchers and people who are good with data mining and many other things. I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to get to know some of these folks and they're mm -hmm. really interesting people, but they're just, you know, people with love with numbers and all that, but they're also real people. Um, so, in terms of partnership, I know you are working alongside with quite a few very important uh, partners, probably uh, just to name a few uh, and just give us some kind of idea that how do you work with one another 
and mm. and how do you share resources like for example Joshua project IMB they're they're researchers and probably mm. you know in terms of language and other things how do you work together I I'm very interested about this kind of mechanism mm. yeah so Operation World is interesting in that we're part in the missions movement, part in the prayer community and prayer movements, and then part in this kind of Christian mission research movement. And so oh, we yeah. don't fit fully in all of them, but we fit a little bit in all of them. So that's yeah. kind of a unique, and we, we sort of like that, but it's, <laughs> it's unique. So I think we, we partner with, um, with different prayer initiatives and prayer movements right now. Um, well, we're partner with the International Prayer Connect or the kind of a, a group of prayer movements. Um, and they've got an initiative going that's a 24 seven virtual prayer room. And we've, um, we've taken a couple of different organizations can lead different slots. So Operation World is leading some of those hours. Um, yeah, again, that was in one praying. of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That's great. Thank you. Um, and so that's been a great way to, again, um, get involved in the prayer side of the prayer aspect of our ministry um, and pull people together. And what's it like to pray with believers from all different cultures, all different mm -hmm. Christian traditions and such. Um, so that that's kind of how that that works very organically, I guess that partnership. Okay. Um, in the researchers, yeah, we there's a couple, there's a number of mission research networks, um, and we we probably are connected to various ones of them, to formally or informally, and and um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's great to collaborate, especially as the church is changing and the, the missions is changing in the last 20 to 30 years a lot. It's really great to have other people to talk with about how do we make changes, you know, changes to people groups research. What's that going to mean as the world just moves all over and, you know, you have all peoples in all country. What is a people groups list going to be like, you know, um, or urban centers where there's so much, um, yeah, cross, uh, intermixing and engaging and yeah yeah so it's great to have places of other people thinking about these things to to talk things out with and and then of course we work very closely with the center for the study of global christianity who also produce the world christian database and and mm -hmm. similar kinds of um data sets and we share data back and forth with them and um, and others so that with SIL or, or Wycliffe, we, you know, we, we explore different, uh, possible partnerships of publishing Bible translation stats in operation world, or we work very closely with Joshua project for sure for our people group data. And, um, so yeah, a lot of, and then we're part of a mission organization and we work with the Lausanne movement and other, um, yeah. the, WEA Missions Commission and other groups where mission organizations are coming together. Um, again, somewhat formally in some contexts, but also just informally and relationally to like a network to um, 
yeah, to stay connected to how missions is is changing. So um, yeah, it's a it's a combination of people want information from us and we want information from them, but also it's just um, yeah, that's very transactional in a sense. I think it's also praying together and it's also listening. What what is God doing in your country? You know, <laughs> what are, what are you seeing happen? What changes are you seeing? And then we can share some of what we're seeing when we put it all together, you know, the bigger picture. Um, but it's a, um, it's a chance too to just rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, you know, as we see things happening, tragic things happening some places, exciting things happening other places. Um, so all there's right. that, again, that net fellowship element. Yeah, thank you, Molly. Uh, I think the very last question I want to ask you is what's new? What's the latest, uh, you know, what's the progress for the, the upcoming new Operation World? Is there going to be a book or is it going to be a website? How are you going to present it, you know? Mm. And I'm curious, is it going to be a CD? Well, not, not too many people using DVD nowadays. But <laughs> do you have one in that machine you got there? <laughs> no. What is it gonna be, and how can yeah. we uh, expect and prayfully expect, you know, something, you know, significant coming out from the Operation World Project? Yeah, great question. Thank you. Um, well, I don't know how many people will have seen the app, but. Um, in English and now in German, and we'd love in other languages uh, there to be uh, an app. But, but there is an English one that just got updated recently, and it's free for download for Android and Apple. And, and even more recent, we've just upgraded our website, um, so it's yeah, way more user-friendly and yeah. mobile-friendly, and um, we'd love to see that available in multiple languages as well and it it mirrors the app so that's going to be great going forward for keeping things a little more current um it's also got for the first time the publications page um has all our resources in all available languages in one place and that's the first time that's happened so you can find for example the uh, Chinese Pray for the World you're talking about and it'll click straight through to the publisher where to get that. So that's um, an exciting development and, and that's going to tide us over till we get the next edition out and we are working on it. It is underway. Um, we're building our team and I guess this would be if I can ask the uh, network here, the mobilization network to mobilize us team members for Operation World from all parts of the world. Because just like we need contacts in all parts of the world, we actually need team members from different regions. And so we really need, you know, when you're thinking of mobilizing, if you run across someone who's got an interest in research, prayer, kind of that combination, please, please don't forget Operation World, send them our way um, mm -hmm. and figure out how to how to help this resource better reflect the global church for the global church. But right. that said, it will there'll still be a book. You were asking yeah. about that. Um, as digital as the world has become, people still want books in many parts of the world. So there'll be a book. It'll probably be 
um, a bit shorter than the last one with more also available online. So the app and the website will continue. There'll be a book. They'll, they'll probably be uh, even more digitally that might be available. Probably not a DVD. They don't even sell our DVD anymore because nobody's, <laughs> nobody's buying DVDs anymore. But um, yeah, yeah, getting more out there and, and continuing to get more out through social media as we're able. But for sure, the next full edition will still be a, a book product but with other things coming out simultaneously, like the app and the website, all rolling out at the same time. So, yeah. so we're excited. And it's just great. Yeah. The important when. question is when. <laughs> yeah, it is important. And I don't have a good answer for you. A couple of years yet, for sure. Um, like you said, got to get information on over, uh, over 200 something write-ups entities. So. Uh, it is going to take a while, but that is, yeah, pray for our team. Pray, like you said, it's not, it's not very big. We need more people and more of the right people to really help us uh, churn it out as, as quickly as we can. But it'll be, stay, watch this space, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so listen up. This is an um, open invitation. And for those people who uh, just got a chance to uh, watch this, and let's pray for uh, Jason and Molly and the team, and especially uh, during this pandemic time. Um, I think it's challenging for everyone, but also at the same time, it can be a good time for people to reflect and really pray more and really put more effort and attention to um, uh, what really matters, which is to, to pray that God and the Holy Spirit to lead us and also um, bring us to the place where we should be. Thank you, Molly, very much for your time. Yeah, say hi to my yeah. friends and uh, enjoy uh, the, the rest of the time for the project and pray for Lee that uh, we can meet uh, face to face very soon. Just say hi I to hope uh, so. and say, say hi and then say goodbye to our, our partners. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks thank so you. much for the tip. Yeah, really appreciate it. So. Bye. Have a good one. Hello.